This show is a proud member of the Nerdy Legion Podcast Network. Get more podcasts at nerdylegion.com. Enjoy the show. again for the timey wimey podcast brunch hour i think i said it wrong that time but oh well um i'm here i'm ronnie jay's here like normal with me yes <laughs> there's no smorgasbord of breakfast again well there's never is so. Yeah. yeah so i got you know we got to keep it on the <coughs> even kill right but yesterday was new comic book day it was. It certainly was. And I picked up the new Doctor Who comic book day. I started to get that, but then it didn't make my cut of the five I could get. So. Yeah, yeah. I went to two different LCSs. And, ah, but that's clever. I yeah, wasn't that well, ambitious. Well, they're only like a couple blocks, but uh, okay. what stunk was I went to one... And of course, you know you can get four or five. But if you make a five dollar purchase or over, you can get <clears> ten. <throat> well, that was all good and fine. And of course, I we always buy something every year. But like everything else was pretty much gone by the time we got there that we wanted or that I yeah. wanted anyway. So I ended up only uh, I bought something, but I only got five. And then we went to the other one, and same thing. You get four. And if you buy something over five dollars, then you get an additional four. But same thing. But yeah, the and I read the Doctor Who special because it kicks off the event every year. It seems like, and this one's kind of cool because uh, <coughs> it starts off and um, you're with the time traveler Gabby Gonzalez, who's actually dead, and so. She tells her story, or the setup of her story of how she died and which doctor she was companion to. Hmm. That's interesting, because I know they're getting ready, and <clears throat> it's not out yet, but uh, in the next, the next uh, Best of the Rest <clears throat> mm-hmm. episode, Dennis and I are covering the May previews catalog, and in it we noticed that Titan Comics is doing a mini-series of comic books. Because they do all the Doctor Who books for all the different, you know, for 9, 10, 11. And they're about to launch a mini-series. It'll be out in, well, the first one will be out in July. uh, Because we cover the May book, and that's for comics that usually come out in July. They're starting a mini-series called The Road to the 13th Doctor. Oh. So it's going to be three or four issues i don't know much more about it i haven't read <clears throat> but i do know there's some sort of a crossover so all the doctors in the comics will probably meet 
Or, yes, I think so. Or at least every doctor is going to have a a road to thirteen. Basically. A, a, you know, participate in it. I don't know if it's going to be an actual right <clears throat> crossover where we see them right together. Right. I need to do more research on it because I don't good. usually read much of the Doctor Who comic books. But um, what what for you? Why? Because there's so much other comic books to read, or uh, partly, partly is I I don't know the couple that I've read, I just didn't seem to translate well okay. for me, and I don't have really ex- explanation for it. Well, yeah, that's uh, Austin said that too. Like he's <coughs> he's given up on like the tenth series, the first tenth series that he read because it didn't feel like Tenet to him when he read it. But, like, there's a couple of others that he read, like, with Matt Smith or Capaldi that he felt like it was it was them. Yeah. So. So, so that was the last uh, one I attempted was a Matt Smith novel, uh, or a graphic novel miniseries. And, yeah, it just didn't feel right to me. And I don't know. I should probably go back and no, revisit I, them. I mean, you would think I would be all up right. on that as much as a Doctor Who fan as I am, but... Well, see, that's that's what I've noticed with uh, Doctor Who fans. Either they do read them and they think they're great, or they have read them and they don't think that they're that good because they don't translate very good. So there's, like, no gray area. It seems like it's either, yeah, they do, or no, they don't because of this reason. Right. And I've not, oddly enough, I've not tried to read any of the uh, Ninth Doctor <clears throat> books. You know, and I really probably... At some point, we should try to pick those up. Yeah. It's kind of like everything else. It's like, you know, the number of comic books yeah. to read versus the amount of money to pay for them is... Yeah, that's crazy. Everything should just be handed to us. <laughs> yeah, it should be. But... No, we should have unlimited credits or whatever it was on the space station there in that one episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. But... No, I, I I may, but I may check out this mini series, this Road to the Thirteenth Doctor, if they do. Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't, I don't do previews all that much, so I mean, besides listening to you guys on Best of the Rest, I don't really um, deep dive into previews myself, so I don't know, no. know what's coming out along ahead of time. Right, I'm freaking addicted to it. It's like I just, in fact, it's it's on my pull. LCS puts it in my pull box. Can I just automatically get it? Because yeah. they said, "Oh well, we can do that, and we can pull it." <clears throat> you know, and they don't—they charge me far less than the uh, 3.99 cover for it. So. Right, right. Because that would be—I mean, that's you know a whole comic book right there. So, but it's—it's—I don't know. It's interesting, especially if you're trying to find new indie books, because um, <clears throat> there's sometimes it's not as easy to ferret out. You don't hear a lot of. Of news, right? Unless you really start looking into the uh, different websites, which I'd rather I'd rather pick up ca- previews or a catalog once a month and look through it than try to ferret through all the different websites and vlogs and wh- whatnot that's out there. But yeah, uh, I think honestly, I just saw. Yeah, actually, Jody Hauser is gonna write the new Doctor comic. Because there was a preview in it, um, and it says the adventure begins this fall, so after the miniseries, I would mm-hmm. think. And 
Jody Hauser's listed as one of the writers on it. Okay. Well, we know Aaron won't be reading it. <clears throat> yep, we know Aaron won't. There's a there's a, uh, some other people on here that, but she's the only name that comes out to me. It seems like. Yeah. I'm to, okay. I'm trying to figure it out now. But she might she might be doing one of the one of the minis to get there, you know. But then it makes sense because she writes empowering females, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's done done Faith for Valiant <clears throat> and Mother Panic for Young Animal, which is basically the um, relation to Batman family. Right. It's really a good pick, I would say, to come out of the gate and come out strong. Yeah, I I. Like some of what Jody writes, I think she's done very well on Mother Panic and a couple of other things. She, I did not like. She did a one shot for Dynamite Entertainment for their um, James Bond series. They did a one. She did a one shot called Money Penny, which focused on Miss Money Penny, and it I just didn't work as well. It didn't work as well. I mean, most of the stuff that Dynamite's been doing with James Bond has been really. Really good, but that one didn't. Yeah. You've had top-notch writers on it too, like Ellis and stuff, right? Yeah. Although some people would say that it's not so much now because the current series, The Body, is written by Elish Cott. So. Ah, uh, yeah. But I just, yeah. He's got hit hit or miss type stuff too. Yeah. I just sent you a link to that uh, okay. Doctor Who. It's like it. The Road to the 13th Doctor starts here, the first of three standalone stories featuring the 10th, 11th, and 12th Doctors. But this first one's got an interesting cover. It's uh, the 10th Doctor, and he's standing in front of a <clears throat> it's like a star field, and in the back, on the on the back of it, it very lightly, you see Jody. I'm a Jody. Yeah, Jody yeah. Whitaker. Sorry. So her her silhouette type. Yeah. Thing. So that starts July 11th. So. Yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out. And the cool thing about the comics is each comic's pr- pretty much self-contained and focused on the one doctor that you're picking up. Right. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, they're very much. So, so you can just follow one or two or all of them, and not, you know, you're not going to get lost because it's just like episodes on TV, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a there's let's see as of. There's only three multi-doctor events in Titan, and that's um, the four doctors, the supremacy of the Cybermen, and the Lost Dimension, and then plus the one that this one starts that from Free Comic Book Day there. Right. Which could be, it might be a preview for for that one, for the the road. I don't know. I don't either. I just I but, don't know enough about these. But in 2018, you have. The tenth Doctor, the seventh Doctor, and the eleventh Doctor. That's the series that are going on for 2018, which is which is kind of cool that they have the they have uh, the seventh Doctor as a regular series. Yeah, that's unusual. Sylvester, which I liked, I liked him. He was very good. He just was sad. He was hamstrung with abysmal writing. Yeah, yeah. Him and Ace, I'm pretty sure. Unless they, you know, give give him a companion that wasn't shown on TV, which they like to do in the comics too. Yeah, and it kind of gives them more freedom in the comics to tell their own story without tying in the continuity of the show, 
or breaking continuity of the show. True. Have you seen? Sorry, jumping around, changing subject. Have you seen the new logo for Doctor Who? That's all. I have. What do you think about it? Not too bad, really. I like it. I. It's. 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 Uh, it's oh, this is not very good podcasting because people can't really see what we're talking about. But. Yeah, but uh, I was trying to kind of. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. Even it's like. Uh, it's very. H, it's very. Right? Yeah, it's very minimalistic compared to yeah. some of the others. It's written in sort of a yellow with gold color in a basic font but the h is um the h is vertical cross or slash goes all the way through the the, the o and it looks like a you know almost like a beam of energy or a flame or yeah and i guess at the beginning um the d on doctor it has that line too yeah if it ha- if it's the whole thing well there's two that i've seen there's a there's one where it's all, you know, Doctor Who written out fully. And then there's another one that just says Who with a circle enclosed in a circle. Right. <clears throat> and I saw that um, people were saying that the, the O with the lines going through it, like it is. Yeah. It, it is the female. Uh, don't. Or <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you have to turn it up on its head, you know. Right. But I... I don't know that that's what they were intending. Yeah. uh, Yeah. The Doctor Who conspiracy theorists are just. Yeah. Yeah. They go crazy. And the the anti-female doctor crew is just, it's hanging on. It's dying, but it's not dead yet. So yeah, probably won't be until like the second episode, I would say. Yes. That's when, that's when I would say that it'd probably be dead. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I do like I do like it. I, I like the, how they change it, the logo, with every doctor too. Yeah, well, there's certain things that just you know seem to automatically change. You can change the logo, uh, change, change the, TARDIS. the TARDIS. Although I get I'm really tired of the. Uh, I hope they stop this for the next generation. I'm tired of the exploding TARDIS every time the Doctor regenerates. <laughs> yeah, true. Although it didn't do that between Matt Smith and. Uh, Capaldi, not really. No. I mean, but yeah, not really. It didn't just completely blow itself to smithereens. Yeah, from the inside out. Correct. And their air conditioner broke. <laughs> <laughs> no, you brought that up being snarky, but I thought I thought that was pretty interesting though, because it, there's stuff that you don't take that you take for granted type stuff, right? Because if you think about it, every doctor has had a pretty elaborate wardrobe right maybe eccleston was maybe the simplest or or capaltis i guess i would say the eccleston's even more simpler because basically you know just a jacket yeah a sweater and right. a leather jacket so like the like the ac unit had to be working <laughs> right some sort of environmental control systems yeah because you don't want to be the doctor and you're running around all over the place and be sweating. You don't want to have to worry about that. That is true. That is true. And just like every little things, I guess. I mean, just other stuff. Like, you know, it has to have a bathroom in it. Well, yeah. If, just... if not for the doctor, for the companions, at least. Well, it's true. And there's things you never see. You never see, uh, like, the bedroom where the companion sleeps because you know they have to. Right, have to have yeah. something. They've all, in 
and this goes way back into the original series to, uh, to Tom Baker, maybe even to Pertwee. You know, he talks about the wardrobe. So there's this big room with all kinds of clothes in it that they can change into, especially the companion. Doctor, of course, never changes his outfit. You know. Right. No matter where, what time period he goes into, but uh, you know the companions always, or oftentimes, will dress in period dress for whatever yep. time frame they're in. So they have, and uh, and we know from uh, the beginning of the tenth Doctor, there's a swimming pool somewhere in the TARDIS. And there's a library. We've been told that there's a library, right? An extensive library. So. So yeah, I mean, there's got to be plumbing in there too. I mean, there's got to be, right? Yes, there's got to be a, a loo in there somewhere. Well, I'm not just saying that, but like, you know, like a kitchen or uh, something like that, I would think. There has to be some kind of like, um, uh, not like cafeteria, but, you know. Well, that's a good thing. It's, it's a good question, though. What does the doctor eat? And other than, I mean, he, uh, they've shown him eating with people at different times at meals. But if he's on his own or she's on her own. What does the doctor eat? Does he go? Does he go in and just make himself a sandwich? Does he go, <laughs> or can he go without eating? Well, he doesn't have to sleep. That's true. So I don't know. That's a good question because sometimes I think that he's so, or they are so ADHD that they even forget to eat. Could be very much. Could be. But you know, <laughs> that's a curse. You had um, Peter. T- Peter Davis, right? He had the. Did he have the banana or the broccoli? Oh, look, no, the celery. Yeah. The celery. He had a fresh stalk of celery. Yeah. And I heard that that was kind of a production, kind of a pain in the neck for them because they always had to keep fresh celery because a stalk of celery will wilt pretty damn quickly, especially if you're in the studio under hot studio lights and mm-hmm. whatever. So they were constantly having to pin a new. A stalk of celery, and there's one episode. And I don't even don't even ask me the name of it because I couldn't tell you. Where he actually eats the eats the celery, and he makes re- really? and yeah, and he makes reference to it as to why he has to have it. <laughs> it's huh. something I forgot what it was. Now I have to go look that up because I wasn't even thinking about it. Until you just brought that up. So. <laughs> but there is one episode where he eats the stalk of celery, but um. I don't know, all kinds of interesting questions like that about what the doctor... Which kind of leads me into thinking, what do you believe about... Because there's a lot of people that believe, and there's been references to it, that the doctor is half-human. Okay. And I don't recall where it's... It goes back to the original series. And there's some... Well, originally, early on in the show, the doctor was portrayed as human. They just briefly... It was, I think, during Hartnell's tenure. It was briefly, but you have to remember that the show, a lot of the, what's considered all the great canon, the great things about the show developed slowly over years. Like, it wasn't until 1969, at the very last series for Patrick Troughton, that we ever heard the the phrase, Time Lords. We never knew the name of his people until all that. So that's six years into the series. Right. We didn't know, we didn't hear the, the word Gallifrey until 1973, which is during Pertwee's uh, time, towards the end of Pertwee's. That was, it was at the end of Pertwee's run when we first heard the term 
regeneration. Now, it happened, of course, between the different doctors, but they never referred to it as regeneration until Pertwee, the transition from Pertwee to Baker. <clears throat> it was in during well into Baker's run before we found out that the doctor could regenerate 12 times. So it's like a lot of things that, you know, the show is, well, this fall will be, you know, 55 years. So a lot of the things that are considered, you know, a solid canon now you know, develop very slowly over time. Yeah. Kind of like made up as they went almost. Right. Well, you know, it's kind of like, it's similar to how, you know, comic books work. You right. Know, things right. like it, some of the backgrounds of Batman and Superman, all the stuff didn't, uh, you know, just as different writers and different eras and generations come along, I add on to it. Stuff is retconned in, retconned out. Yeah. To see how it fits the story, basically. Instead of, you know, you have a base plan and then feed off of it from there. Right. And see what works, see what doesn't work. No, I was I was looking here, and apparently on the TV movie, um, they were talking about half human, half doc, or half right. alien. Yeah, I, saw, I forgot where it but I was thinking it was in the original series, but yeah, you're right, it is in the TV movie. And, and, and then um, in one of Capulti's episodes... <laughs> They were talking about the hybrid, mm-hmm. whereas the t- two warrior races. So uh, I think it's called Hellbent. Yes, Hellbent. So the, the, the character suggests the hero may be a literal hybrid, one who repeatedly looks after Earth because of one of his parents is actually a human being. So that just leads to question: Is that why the Doctor looks after Earth? <clears throat> well, yeah, because that's always been that's another one of the things that might arguments that might support it is you know why the doctor has such an affinity for earth and humans out of all the races you know, all the species in the universe you right. know, why is he right. um so enamored with earth and humans and it could very well be because that's part of his heritage yeah uh, and so that would mean that his father might be right Father might be human? I don't know. Because I guess in the TV movie it was proposed that, oh, no, his father was a Time Lord named Ulysses. <laughs> and um, he went to Earth. He visited Earth several times, like as, um, I don't know, like pirates do, I guess. Right. You know, like in that sense, like exploration type things. And so then maybe his mom is human then, or the doctor's mom would be part of him. Which we've seen that before, right? Like like with Thor, or, you know... Arthur Curry? Other, yeah, other different comic or, you know, literature-type writing. You have one parent that's a god or not. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's an ancient motif, especially in Greek mythology. Uh, you yeah. know, in fact... Um, well, it's funny that you mentioned the doctor's father named Ulysses because Ulysses is the variation on the name Odysseus, who was uh, of whose father was Zeus, and I forgot the name of his mother, but he was half human, uh, and that was very common in Greek mythology for the gods. One of the gods, particularly Zeus. Zeus was a randy old son of a gun who would. Um, Disguise himself as different creatures in order to seduce women, seduce 
One time he'd show up as Austin Powers. <laughs> next time he'd show up as somebody else. Oh, that's true. So. <laughs> you said Randy, and it's British, so you know. Right. That's kind of got me to. No, I I get I took the, took the <laughs> I, I follow what you were doing. So. No, I thought. Um, I guess um, coming soon is also an Eighth Doctor series too. Really? But yeah. Written by George Mann and um, Emma Vecinely is doing the art, and then Hi Fi is doing is doing the letters. Hi Fi, okay, interesting. That's curious. I don't know. Um, I may at some point I might go try some of these Doctor Who comics. Might get more time, which is never. So. Yeah, right. Let's just pencil that in, <laughs> shall we? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, and, and I do like the idea of them. So yeah, I mean, I I, have, I don't really know him much about him, so I don't know how well they're written, and that's pretty subjective anyway, as far as how well they're written. So right, right. But we will have to see. Yep. So next question: What would Doctor think about uh, this fourth season of Gotham? You think he would be on? <laughs> <laughs> what, what would he think about yes. it? <laughs> then he'd have to stop the maniacal stuff that's going on. Uh, yes. I'm just, now I'm being a total smartass. I'm just <laughs> running out of things to say here. But anyway. Well, we can wrap her up. Yeah, we can. Kind of made nothing out of something this time. <laughs> or something out of nothing. I think you called, Is that how it I goes? I think you had it right the first time. I think we made nothing out of something. <laughs> Because, I mean, we didn't really plan on anything really to talk about. No. And I think, you know, with uh, the comic book type thing, because I, I think, I really think that's a medium that most Who fans don't go down, really. Yeah, I don't, that's, I don't hear a lot of people talking about it. I really don't. And now, admittedly, I'm not that, in, you know, I don't go to a lot of Who fan pages yeah, boards, or boards or, or anything right, like yeah. that. I just, you know, not so much. Other things I'm interested in, so but I don't really. I'd be curious to know how many, yeah, just your average fan, what they think about the comics versions of the Doctor. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap that up. Okay. Um, this has been Timey Wimey Brunch Podcast Hour with me, Ronnie, and Jay. Um, you can find Jay. On the Twitter machine at JForgets. I'm at Rombar316. The show, of course, is at Timey Wimey Hour. Um, go ahead and tweet us some questions or comments or something. Steer this ship for us. Yes. Or we might we might become an exploding TARDIS as well. Oh gosh. No. <laughs> Hopefully not. All right. Until next week. Okay, you used to be me. You've done all this before. What happens next? I don't remember. How can you forget this? Hey, hang on, it's not my fault. You're obviously not playing enough attention. Reverse the polarity. Why are you pointing your screwdrivers like that? They're scientific instruments, not water pistols.
I demand to be incarcerated in the tower immediately with my co-conspirators, Sand Shoes and Grandad. Grandad? They're not Sand Shoes. 